in the fragile substance of my soul And I have filled this void with things unreal And all the while my character is still You're listening to The Holy Catholic Group, a podcast looking at faith, life, and culture from the perspective of two young Catholics. My name is Lyndon Chan, and I'm an engineering master's student at the University of Toronto. And I am Jeremy Zhao, your co-host, currently a seminarian studying for the Archdiocese of Toronto. In this podcast, we look at different topics each week for contemplative reflections and casual conversations. Trying to brew the things we wish we'd known earlier in life into the strongest drink allowed for public consumption. Today I won't be joined by Jeremy. He's currently on a retreat at the seminary led by Father Michael Gailey, the author of the famous book 33 Days to Morning Glory. So here goes my first episode alone. Enjoy! In this week's episode, I'll be talking about the image that a lot of people have about the Catholic Church. Are they really hating the true Catholic Church and what it teaches, or are they just hating the cliches? And why does it seem that so many people have trust issues with the church? Time for lust, time for lie, time to kiss your life goodbye. Send me money, send me green, heaven you will meet, make a contribution, and you'll get a better seat. Bow to Leper Messiah. That was an excerpt from Metallica's Leper Messiah. If this is the image of Christianity and of Catholicism that you get from your surrounding culture, it's really not that surprising that a lot of people find Catholicism and basically any mention of Jesus or of God really repugnant. Um, Sometimes it feels that whenever you hear the word God, that you have this image of a priest who wants to convert someone to kind of put a restriction on their their desires, on their dreams, and so on. And to be fair, if that's the image of Christianity that they have, um, it's really not a surprise. Actually, when I was younger, I had some pretty serious trust issues with the church. I thought that priests were out to convert me, um, to make me become priests, myself in order for them to get into heaven. Um, I thought that the church was trying to oppress people, trying to make them think that there was some sort of better reality outside of earth, instead of telling them to focus on the here and now in order to focus on improving their lives right now. um, I thought that they were telling them, um, giving them the false hope of heaven uh, as a sort of like an otherworldly reward. And because of that, I felt sometimes very alone at church. All these testimonies that people were giving about how their faith had changed them, how they'd suddenly gained a new joy, how they started a new life, how they suddenly gained a lot of peace, that they're all bogus, that they're all just sort of fake marketing ploys in order to oppress more people, in order to get them to join this weird cult that had somehow grown to millions and millions of people after 2,000 years. To me, Christianity just seemed to be sugarcoating a lot of the darker and deeper realities in life. It seemed that God was either some sort of sadistic tyrant in the sky who wanted to oppress people, um, to restrict their dreams and their hopes and desires, 
or otherwise he might have been just being um, some sort of distant old man in the sky who didn't really care about how humanity ran, didn't really care about our sufferings and our pains and sorrows, but, you know, just if someone wanted to pray to him, then okay, you'd grant a favor here and there. But other than that, you know, humans were left on their own. And it seemed like religion was something completely apart from human experience. Um, for much of my life, I was worried mainly about school, about getting good grades. And if your value system is based on getting good grades, getting a good job, having a good family, it seems like religion doesn't have that much to offer. It seems like that one hour that you spend in a week, you could be spending to study better, um, to get better marks, to get a get uh, to get a better job. And what could you get out of prayer? It seemed like prayer was just some sort of distraction away from the um, the reality of life. But I feel that over time, as I experienced more and more of life, I started to realize how wrong this vision was. It wasn't so much that God and the Catholic Church was dehumanizing us by denying us our desires and our pleasures, but rather it was our society that was dehumanizing us by making us into mere commodities, into making us into things that we could sell to other people. To give an example, I chose a lot of my hobbies, um, a lot of the things that I pursued and spent my time on because I thought that maybe it would make me more attractive to other people so that maybe they'd want to become my friends. Or later on as I went to university in high school, I chose a lot of my the, like the different clubs that I joined so that it would look better on my resume, that it would make me more marketable towards employers. But really it's this mindset that we have to earn other people's trust, other people's attention, um, in order to build up our own value that it's so dehumanizing. What if one day I suddenly get some serious illness and I only have a week to live? Or what if for some reason um, I have some other sort of disability? What if I get into a car accident and no longer I'm suddenly no longer able to work or to study? then I become suddenly of no value? Well, how about those people who, out of no fault of their own, they were born with some sort of uh, like genetic illness that they can't be of value, um, that other people just naturally don't tend to approach, they naturally just don't have that many friends, that they're not that employable, they can't get a good degree, and so on. How about them? Do they have any value? And I guess I never really thought about that very clearly for... Um, for many, many years, but it kind of slowly came to me that, oh, actually, this Christian idea that every single person has value, it's not just something empty that you say to make people feel better or to make people oppressed and think that um, there's a better world outside in heaven. Rather, it's because their belief that God loves them, that God is a personal entity and not just some force up in the sky or some tyrant that has a lot of philosophical meaning um, it means that when we pray it's not so much that we ask for favors that we're trying to buy something from God it's not like saying you know I got A's on my test and therefore dad you have to give me some sort of present but it's rather that we already have a relationship with God that we already love him he is our heavenly father our loving father 
He's not some employer. He's not just um, some person, some ruler that we have to obey or else he'll punish us. It's rather because we have that relationship first that we do the things that lovers do. That it's because we have that relationship, because we're his children, that God grants us favor. Is that he gives all these good things to us. Because what father wouldn't do the same for their child? That's all we have for this week's episode of The Holy Catholic Brew with me, Lyndon. You can check out our show notes on our website, and please tune in for next week's episode when I'm joined with Jeremy, when we'll talk about pray your troubles away. We'll talk about what it means to pray, what are some common misconceptions that we have about prayer, and you'll hear from an actual seminarian about prayer and the different tricks that he's found over the years. Until then, bye-bye. Lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all But lend me your heart and I'll just let you fall Lend me your eyes, I can change what you see But your soul you must keep totally free Come, come.